Hello, fellow brethren, and welcome to the podcast of Kadesh Family, Church of Tampa Bay, Florida. The message you're about to hear is a faith-filled message by Pastor Patrick Aqua, a beloved son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills. Open up your heart, listen with faith, and allow the Word of God to bring positive change and transformation into your life. Happy listening. Forgive us our sins, Lord. Cleanse us from unrighteousness. Satan, the Lord himself, rebuke you. We cast out every devil, every evil spirit that plans to interrupt, distract, destroy, steal the word from our hearts, Lord, to prevent us from receiving. We, we cast out tormenting spirits in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. By the way, hallelujah, but, you know, we just start off by... Thank you for coming. Amen. Because you could have gone to Mozama Disco Christo Church, Angels Delight Ministries, Elijah the Prophet International Ministries. Uh, tell, Eli- tell Ahab that Elijah liveth International Ministries, uh, Calvary Revival Ministries. You could have gone to all of these powerful churches, but you came here. So I think that we should applaud you and put your hands together for your neighbor. Hallelujah. And always we have to appreciate the people who make this possible. Amen. Chris Bell, thy will, and the ladies and the gentlemen who sing and who make everything possible in the background also. May people also prepare things for you in the background. In Jesus' name, amen. So this morning, I love the lights on. You know, um, this morning I'm sharing with you a series about how you can transform your life through prayer. Hallelujah. Transform your life through prayer. Hallelujah. Yeah, how you can, how many of you want transformation? You all want transformation. What do you want to be transformed? Do you tell me? (laughs) Bank account, okay. You want bank accounts to transform? What else? Everything. You want every, ah, even Brenda wants transformation. I thought her life is perfect, you know. <laughs> Do you get it? But you see, life can be lived through transformations so that you are not on the same plane all the time. Hallelujah. What is transformation? Transformation means to make a dramatic change in form, appearance, or character. So the reason why sometimes social media is powerful is because it allows people to transform themselves, even though they are not really transforming. But do do, do you get it? It gives people the ability to transform into something you want, with the hope that one day you will become what you want. You are transforming through filters. Hallelujah. So we can transform our lives amen 2023 i believe that your life can be transformed do you understand to change a dramatic change for instance a butterfly goes through a dramatic change isn't that the case from what a caterpillar to what not caterpillar caterpillar a caterpillar to what a pupa to a what a butterfly 
That is a dramatic change. Do you understand? It's not like it's born a little butterfly. It becomes dogs don't go through dramatic changes. It's just a, a progressive change from a small dog to a big dog. Do you get it? But butterfly, and you can also go through dramatic changes that people will say, Is this Elijah? Is this Saul? Is this David? Is this Jesus, the carpenter's son? Ah, but we know him. You know, his brothers are with us. He made my grand-uncle's coffin. Do, do, do you understand? And now, he says that he's the Messiah. Something transformed him. Something changed him. It was a dramatic change. And you can also go through a dramatic change in your life. If only this year, you can give heed to prayer. Hallelujah. So at the end of my message, I want you to leave here with how you can use prayer to transform Jacksonville is in the house. Hurry up, hurry up and sit down. Okay, yeah. Do, 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 do you get it? So Luke 18 verse 1, it says that, why should you be praying? Why? I mean, Reverend why should we be concerned about praying? Because you make half a million dollars a year. You know, you have a beautiful marriage. Your children are healthy, wealthy, and strong. You know, they are all destined to play for Manchester United. So why should you care? <laughs> are, you, are you with me? Why should you care, Diana? Why should you care? Diana's a perfect life. You know, perfect. I mean, perfect. Dentistry. I mean, she has a job lined up for her in 2028. I mean, can you imagine you have a job lined up for you? Do you get it? Yeah. He says, relax. She's relaxed. <laughs> Do you get it? So, listen, Jesus speaking, he was saying that. Now, he was telling them a parable to show that at all times, to show. <laughs> Do you get it? That at all times, they ought to pray. And not to lose heart. At all times. So the Messiah, the one who came from heaven is saying that, look, let me tell you a secret. You should always be praying. Always be praying. And why? Why? Because he said that. He gave a parable. And in the parable was a woman who needed justice. And she went to a judge. And the judge says, avenge me of my enemies. Do you understand? And the judge was not paying her attention. But she kept going. Every morning, every evening. The Bible uses words like continual coming, day and night, persistence, bothering me. Do you, do you get it? So morning, Monday, 6 a.m., she was around. Tuesday, 6 a.m., Monday, five, so like twice a day. She, and the judge said, look, I am tired. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> you, don't, you, you want justice? Justice? Okay. Come to the court tomorrow, 2 p.m. I will decide on this. What has your enemy done for you? My neighbor borrowed my pickup truck, used it, destroyed it, and didn't pay me back. We need a solution to this problem. And the judge says, come tomorrow. Meet me at the court tomorrow. And Jesus said that even if an earthly judge can give justice, how much more is your heavenly father give justice? You see, 
The word justice is used many times in this scripture because prayer corrects injustices in life. Do you, do, you, do you get it? Yeah. Prayer corrects what? Injustices. And you could see that in life, you could see a lot of, you have been through a lot of injustices. Haven't you been through a lot of injustices? Yeah. What did you do with them? You posted it on social media. Did you get it? You were updating your pro, uh, um, WhatsApp profiles. Those who borrow pickups and don't pay. Man not be mad. My enemies shall fall. People are not people. Uh, they shall repay. You are not mentioning anybody's name. But we could see that something had been done to you and you want justice. But the Bible is saying that prayer is what corrects the injustices of life. And you have, if you have lived on this earth for some time, you realize that life is full of injustices. Jobs that you were supposed to get, uh, you were not given to because of your face. Or your name. Do you get it? Promotions that were supposed to be given to you, you were not given them. Raises, marriages that were due you. Your best friend went behind your back, swept you off. <laughs> Unbeknownst to you, do, do you get it? A lot of injustice. Life is made of injustices. Dribbling, yeah. Do you get it? So if you don't also believe in this power of prayer, a lot of injustices in your life will also go unanswered. Yeah, look, look at it. It says justice. It says, give me legal protection from my opponent. Do you get it? Then he says that verse 8, I will tell you, he will bring justice about them quickly. Do you, do you understand? So you could see that Jesus was trying to tell, look, you always ought to be praying. Prayer is not a choice. It has to be something that you do, whether life is good, life is not good, whether you are blessed, you are not blessed, you are experiencing difficulty, you are not experiencing difficulty, life is smooth, life is not smooth, you are blessed like Aunt Naomi, you are not blessed like Aunt Naomi, whatever it is, prayer must be, it shouldn't be a response to crisis, it must be a lifestyle. Yeah. It must be a lifestyle. Do, do you understand? Because what's a lifestyle? Like you go on Facebook, isn't it a lifestyle for some of you? Do you go there only when there's crisis on Facebook? So if you go there, oh, what is going on in the world? Isn't that so? What is going on? That's where we get our news. That's where people get entertainment. That's how people connect with their friends. Do you get it? It's a lifestyle. Brushing teeth, lifestyle. Combing your hair, lifestyle. Wearing shoes, lifestyle. And God is saying that make prayer a lifestyle. Hallelujah. Make prayer a lifestyle. You know, I heard two very old men say something that I want to share with you. You want to know? When they were about to die. One is Yonki Cho. David Yonki Cho was a pastor of the, one of the biggest churches in the world. Said that at his old age, he said that he wished he had stopped all the running around he did while he was younger and just stayed in his room and prayed. He says that if he has to start a church again, he'll lock himself in a closet, get a chair, and just sit and command the people to come to church. 
Yeah. Billy Graham said the same thing. People would say, oh, you've accomplished a lot with all these crusades you've been through. You've, you've uh, organized and preached. He says that if I have to redo it again, I will travel less and spend more time praying. Wow. Do you understand? Jesus Christ came to earth for three years. After three years, he said, look, let me leave these people. And let me just go and pray for them. And for 2,000 years, he's been sitting on the right-hand side of the Father, interceding for you and for me. Because he knows that prayer is what activates God in the life of a people, in the life of a nation, in the life of a church. Bishop Doug also says that ministry is prayer. Ministry is what? Prayer. Ministry, I want to do ministry, it means you pray. Everything that you see in a, a person's ministry is a result of the prayers that have gone into the ministry. Amen. I remember a story of when this church started. The founders of the church used to go to the beach every night or every week every, and having all night prayers. Lord, increase us with men like a flock. Increase us with men like a flock. Let the church become as many as on, an uncountable head or flock. And so has it been. Because of the transforming power of prayer. What is in your life that you want to be transformed? What do you want to change? What are you not content with? What are you not happy with? Some of us are not happy with so many things. <laughs> oh, true or not true? Yeah. We are not happy. And you see, you can change certain things or almost everything if you can decide that I'll just pray about everything. Just take it in prayer. Hallelujah. Because as you can see, life is full of injustice. Look, one day, a certain gentleman approached a certain lady. He said, ladies, be careful of men who ask you for money early in a relationship. Actually, never give a man money. You should rather be buying nice things for you. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. You see, it's not that, oh, if your husband or, no, I'm not talking, if, like, I'm not, like, if your beloved or boyfriend that you were planning to marry is, needs something, you don't help. But you see, but be careful. Of men who's oh, can you give me thousand for my bricks? <laughs> you don't even start small. <laughs> How about fifty dollars? Uber money, uh huh. Start with Uber money, but it's a thousand. And out of your love, you also give a thousand. And then this person said that oh. Borrowed money, borrowed money, borrowed money from this lady. Borrowed money to even start a business. Meanwhile, you're not married. And then, things didn't work out. And when the lady tried to collect the money back, the guy rather got angry. And said, what money do you have? What money do you have? <laughs> the, Im 
sense. <laughs> do, do you understand? This, what money do you have? Yo, you, the, the, when people do that, oh, you know, buy an iPhone and give it to my auntie. I will give you the money. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Yeah, be careful. It's a sign. It's a sign that, yeah, it's that, oh, I need a car. I need a car. And the car you want is a BMW 5 Series. At first, you were driving a Kia Spectre or whatever. And then as he went into a relationship with you, he tells you he wants a BMW 5 Series. So would you just co-sign? Everybody tell your neighbor, neighbor, no, 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 don't, don't sign, don't sign for anybody, don't sign, don't sign, don't sign. Yeah, yeah, don't sign. Do you get it? Yeah, yeah, you could see people, people are, you see, natural human beings like to take advantage of other people. And now, it's a new generation of men on the scene who go about defrauding women. I never, in my time, there was, I didn't see such thing. But now, it's very, it's like a category of young men whose job is to defraud women. It's an industry. And they look for particular careers. If you work at Walmart, they don't mind you. <laughs> yeah, they look at your, they, they know, they can tell. Oh, where do you work? Oh, I work at PwC. Oh, yeah, you know. They know, oh, you're checked. Then they go and check. What's your position? Senior business analyst. They go and check. Senior business analyst, uh, salary position. They, they calculate. Yeah, they know, make sure that you have no children. You're single. Yeah, they, they know, you see. And they know that, oh, you, do, you want to settle down and, you know, build a life. So they take advantage of your, your, your life. And then the whole relationship will be full of, give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, my, uh, my mother broke her ankle. Can you give me $1,000? Yeah, they come with stories. They come, and what it is, is that they have about four of them. One in different time zones. So that there's no conflict in the calls. So they have one on the East Coast. One in California. One in the Southwest. One in, the, so, one in Hawaii. So they have different time zones. To call people, it's an industry. It's a and there's a foot, and they live on that. Wow. <laughs> do, do you understand? So don't don't fall for you. Injustice will help you. Uh, prayer will help you escape such people. Amen. Do, do you understand? Yeah, a lot of injustice in this world. From sometimes from men, sometimes from women, sometimes from employers, sometimes from landlords. Sometimes from tenants. Some, so from, so the life is just full of injustice. Do you get it? But he says that if you are able to persist in prayer. Persist. Persist. The problem with us is that we are not persistent. God says be persistent. Be persistent. Look, one day I saw a lion chasing an uh, antelope. And the antelope thought that, oh, if I jump into the water, the lions will run away. So the antelope just jumped into the water and just looked at the lion, just, oh, bye-bye. 
just swimming through. The lion also jumped into the water <laughs> and started chasing. And then three of the lions also went to the other side. Said, so today, today, we go chop. <laughs> yeah, persistence. You have to be persistent. I don't think that we have really explored the, the, the power of persistent prayer. I really think that anyone has a prayer topic that they've even prayed on for 21 days continuously. I mean, if you are here, raise your hand. You have one, only one, one out of 30 people. Two, two, uh-huh. Do you see that? We don't. We don't really persist long enough for God to say that, Naomi, you are bothering me. Mr. Sissy, you are really bothering me. You are really bothering me. We don't persist. But this morning, I want you to leave here with a grace to persist. Maybe you can look at children. Asha can ask you for a game. 600 times a day. <laughs> to Elijah. Yeah, children. And they know the times that when you are on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's a true or not true <laughs> yeah they know when you are on the phone when you are watching a movie when you are enjoying they know they know the points where to touch when you have guests in your house when you can't say no daddy can I buy this game for forty nine ninety nine? <laughs> they know you can't say no <laughs> You know, and their children learn to be persistent. They will keep knocking, keep knocking, and sometimes they even try to bribe you. They tell you about, they negotiate, they even tell, oh, they, before, they, I mean, they don't naturally bring you water from the fridge, but all of a sudden they are being nice. You wonder, what, 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 what good did I do to deserve such a favor? And after they give you that bottle of water, can I get this game for 49? Yeah, persistent. And it's, you don't do them because you, you want to. But the, the bothering and the battering is just too much. That you just say, let me have a peace of mind. It's not worth it. Do, 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 do you get it? Yeah, that's persistence. You have to be persistent. God, he says that. The, the Bible says in Luke 1, it, he said, would your heavenly father, he says he will not drag his feet if you are persistent. So it means that perhaps people who are not persistent just get feet dragging responses to prayers. Are you with me? Yeah. He says your heavenly father, the message Bible says the heavenly father will not drag his feet. God will not drag his feet. He will not drag his feet. He says be persistent. Let us be persistent. Because Jesus Christ said that persistent prayers is a sign of faith. Amen. And faith opens doors. Because you see, when a person is persistent, he's indirectly saying, I know you will answer me. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen people who know that you are in the house? And they come to your house and knock. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Isabella, I know you are there. <laughs> I know you are looking at the camera and see me right now. Please open the door. <laughs> I'm not leaving. <laughs> Do you get it? Yeah. We have to be persistent. Amen. 
Bible says that his, her continual coming. Prayer must be a continual coming business. Do, do you understand? Do you say Jesus went from the day we knew his prayer life was the day he was being baptized. Okay. Throughout his life, you could see prayers being made. On when he was being baptized, he was praying. Do you understand? He went into the wilderness to pray, to select his disciples. Throughout, you could see, even when he was raising the dead, he said, Father, I know you hear me always. When he was, he had the, the challenge of praying for the 5,000, uh, bread to feed the 5,000. He prayed. So you could see that prayer was not an emergency suit for him. It was a lifestyle. He was always talking to the Father. Even on his dying day, he said, Father, receive my spirit. He didn't curse the people. You people, you meet me in heaven one by one. You, you, you are the one who pierced my side. You will meet me there. I will straighten you up. But he was saying that, Father, receive, forgive them. Receive my spirit. And he gave up the ghost and died. Oh, what a beautiful life. And I see you doing the same. Persistent prayers. Persistent prayers. Praying for your children throughout your whole life. Praying for your husband, your wife, your future. Listen, young ladies, let me tell you. You would think that there are not men to marry. There are men, a lot of men to marry. Pray. Spend time praying. One day, I heard a story of a lady who bought a suit, jacket. Say, Father, the man I'll marry will fit into this jacket. Put it there. Prayers. Lo and behold, the man will marry exactly the size. Exactly the size. Exactly the size. Exactly the size. Because why do I? Because there's no crisis God cannot overcome. Whether it's in America, Zimbabwe, Algeria, Australia. Listen, finding a husband there is not where you are. It's divine opportunity. I was laying in bed after an all-night prayer. When a best friend called me, he said, I have a lady for you to talk to. I said, who is that lady? <laughs> Thank you, brother. Fifteen years later, we are still here. Yeah. I was just laying in bed after an all-night prayer, not even thinking about anything. I had a three-bedroom house, and there was no bed in any of the rooms, only one room. And I was there alone with my brother. And we just stay in the Emmanuel. When we cook, we can't even eat the food. Single and dry. There was not even TV in the room. And then after that, it was just, after the all night, I was just laying down. A call came. He says, I want you to talk to somebody. I said, who? I said, well, we'll just, we'll just talk. And then lo and behold, after 15 years, we are still here. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. Listen. So sometimes you've gone for an all-night prayer. You think that you went to pray for church growth and you were praying in the spirit. You don't know that that night you were praying for a wife. Because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit helped you help us to pray. Do, do, you, you, you don't know. You don't know what you are praying for. It's where you are. I remember one of our church members was about 45. I was kind of getting older and was worried. And then 
she used to play her keyboard. And she had a song on the internet. She used to write songs and things. And then someone heard the song. Said they were rather looking for another person. And then made a mistake and rather found her. I said, ah, who is this person? I'd like to talk to her. Married the person, beautiful, with children, settled, happy ever after. Do you understand? So you can pray to be found. And you can pray to find. You can pray to be found. And you can pray to find. You can pray to be found. And you can pray to find. Hallelujah. Yeah, pray. Because see, if you don't pray, you meet very strange people. Very, very strange people. Opportunists, wicked men, wicked women in your life. Do you, do you understand? Because there are people out there. The Bible says, it says that injustice, a lot of injustice in the world. Hallelujah. So be persistent. Whatever job you are looking for, pray about it and be persistent. The Bible says that you have not because what? You ask not. So your havings are connected to your askings. So if you are not asking, you are also not going to have. Oh, are you with me, church? Yeah. The question is, have you asked God about it? You have to ask and keep asking. 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 One day you will be surprised that that breakthrough you are looking for will come through in Jesus' name. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, you must also pray to bind demonic activities. You see, Christianity has become a lifestyle religion in mainstream churches. Do you understand? Because we have left the spiritual aspect of Christianity and we are rather focused on the lifestyle, how to deal with your enemies, your, your haters, uh, your haters, dealing with your haters, those who cut you from your life, if they come to your life, let them go. God will bring another person. Uh, uh, get up, girl. Um, so, you see, the lifestyle part is what we are focusing on, which is good. But we forget that we are living in a spiritual world. We are spirit beings. And in the spirit world, there are angels and there are evil spirits. Why are you with me, church? Yeah. They are evil spirits. And one of the things evil spirits love is for a church or a denomination or a pastor or a Christian to think they don't exist. Wow. Do you understand? Yeah. So you think that everything is a natural cause. But there are many things that have spiritual causes. You know, the Bible says that one day Jesus saw a woman bent over double. Double. I don't know what that means, but double. Bent over, bent over. That's how she goes to church. And then Jesus Christ said that. He said, this is a daughter of Abraham of whom Satan has bound for 18 good years. Satan is a wicked captive. Or captor, right? 18 years. What, what would you get from this woman? What would you get? Just tormenting. 
Have you ever seen lions playing with animals that they won't eat before? It's very sad, though. They just play. And you see, their, their claws are so powerful. You know, but they don't know the power. You know, one day I saw a baby lion playing with a cousin. The cousin was like Benny and uh, Bella. They were playing. And you see, the little one, just a few months old, and the other one held it, its back, and then it tore the skin oh, off and then dropped it off a mountain. The, to him, that's playing. They were playing. That's why they say monkeys play by sizes. <laughs> you, you are not playing by your size. <laughs> yeah. Monkeys play by sizes. And just, just tormenting, tormenting. Is that Satan's job? Just tormenting. You know, Satan, listen, you must believe in the spiritual world. Amen. Do, you, do you get it? And you must believe that there's a spirit world of angels and evil spirits. Hallelujah. And their job is to torment Christians. Just tormenting you. Kenneth Hagin tells a story of one day he was praying in a prayer line. And there was this lady, a guy, I don't remember the gender, who had cancer of the lungs. And in the prayer, the Lord opened his eyes and he saw an ape-like creature stuck on the side like that. And he prayed and cast the evil spirit out. And the guy was healed. And then the evil spirit went to a nightclub. And the next day, the nightclub bent down. Yeah. <laughs> the nightclub bent down. You would think that, oh, we need chemotherapy. But you need prayer therapy. You need spiritual therapy. <laughs> you need prayer therapy. Do, 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 do you get it? Yeah, we need chemotherapy. But behind, behind that thing, was an evil spirit. It's trying to solve spiritual problems with natural solutions does not work. You see, a church is one of the places where evil spirits attack a lot. So pastors always have to pray to bind devils. Amen. Spirit of treachery, spirit of disloyalty, spirits of accusation, spirits of bad reputation, and Satan will just keep spreading a network of false lies and things just to discredit the church from growing. So if pastors don't rise up to also pray for their churches, before you know the church is not growing. You know, this same Kenneth Hagin guy, pastor I'm talking about, he said one day he was in a church, and the church was not growing where they were. And then the Lord opened his eyes in the ceiling. <laughs> in the ceiling, he saw evil spirits. Evil spirits in the ceiling. And then he began to pray. He just walked them off. Then naturally, the church began to increase. Amen. Naturally. Hallelujah. Amen. So you too. <laughs> Believe in the casting of devils. Amen. Be a Christian who casts devils. Amen. Cast devils from your home. Amen. Walk around your home with anointing oil. Amen. Cast devils. Amen. Pray for your children. Cast devils. Let's not make it Christianity a cute lifestyle, religion of skinny pants and beards. And <laughs> skinny pants and beards and white loafers. <laughs> and, and, and Gucci suits. There's more to it than that. We have to be spiritual. We have to be spiritual. We have to be spiritual. Gucci suits and whatever. 
and Fuchi <laughs> shorts. <laughs> we have to be spiritual. Yeah, Chinese Gucci is called Fuchi. <laughs> and then when it goes to Nigeria, it becomes itchy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> I don't know why Lawrence is wearing I'm sure maybe he's wearing one you know <laughs> are you itchy <laughs> do you get it <laughs> hallelujah yeah learn to cast devils I was reading the number of times Jesus referred to casting of devils in the gospel do you know how many times 25 times 25. Yeah, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you count it 25 times. He was casting devils. Ah, for the next 30 seconds, why don't you cast devils out of your life? Come on. Cast devils. Cast devils. Cast devils. Every evil spirit that bothers you, every evil tormenting spirits, cast tormenting spirits out of your life, out of your home, out of your family. Say, Satan, I cast you out, you evil spirit that torments my mind, my heart, my emotions. I cast you out in the name of Jesus. Just cast out devils from your life. Any devils that is stopping you from prospering, that, is, that causes you to get in debts all the time, that causes breakdown, breakdown in things and even bad relationships. Just cast those devils out. Cast those devils out. Cast them. This is Satan. We cast you out. We cast you out. Jesus said that Satan has asked to sift you like wheat. Pray that you will not be sifted. Pray that your family will not be sifted. Pray that your children will not be sifted. Nothing in your life will be sifted. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father, for the power to cast out devils. We cast out devils out of this church devils that fight against this church devils that stop us from finding our location we cast that out we cast that evil spirit out into a place that it will not return in the name of jesus i pray for spirits of torture spirits of tormenting spirits spirits that attack children spirits that attack young girls young boys single men single women marriages we cast out devils in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. And the people of God said, Amen. Oh, Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, when you enter a room where there are bags, what do you do? You have a raid or shell talks, whatever. What do you do? You spray. You use a bag spray. Prayer is your back spray against devils, insecticide. Pray. You know, listen, you may be seated. Take this prayer very serious. Are you with me? Because, you see, certain people have evil spirits assigned to them. Are you, are you there? Yeah. I mean, I believe that as angels are assigned to us as believers... Satan also assigns evil spirits to certain people because he knows your weaknesses. He knows what demon will get you, will trip you. So always pray that your angel will have an upper hand against of evil. You know, when Daniel was praying in, in the book of Daniel, 
he was saying that the prince of Persia, the Michael, the archangel, said that the prince of Persia withstood me. It means that there was an evil spirit which was in charge of the kingdom of Persia. A principality in charge of Persia. And you could, see, you could see the evil spirit that operate in places, territories, by the nature of the people and what goes on in, the, in the, that place. And what the, yeah, you could see that this place is a, a spirit of lust that operates in this zone. You could see it. Or this place is a spirit of violence. A demon, a principality of violence operates here. You could see it. You understand? So let's not be cute Christians. Cute Christians who are all interested in just the nice. You see, if you were in the days of Jesus Christ and you are a cute modern day Christian, you wouldn't fit into his ministry. You know, you will feel he's odd. Because he will spit on the ground and take the mud and heal someone's eye. <laughs> And if you were just young millennials, I can't do this. I can't be part of this church. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm out. Pastor, I'm out. I'm out. No, it's too weird. It's too weird. It's too weird. I can't do that. I can't. What did you say? It's unsanitary. I, I can't go to that church. Yeah. But if we go to the real early apostolic church, the fisherman's church, where a day 3,000 people were saved. Do you think they were being cute? Do you think they were being cute? No. He says, one day they were going to the temple and there was a beggar who could, a lame man who couldn't walk. He says, get up and walk. So as you were in the church with your cute Gucci pants, footy shirts, and itchy shoes, <laughs> The lame man at the door would come and sit by you. That was the church. There was power. There was the presence of the Holy Spirit. There was a demonstration of the presence of the Holy Spirit. And we shouldn't throw that thing away. We can blend it with our modern day lifestyle. And say that yes, we will not cast God to the background. Because God is unsanitary. Look, many dressed nice people in our churches are demon possessed. Yeah. Many nice, wonderfully dressed people with their Gucci shoes, Fuji pants, itchy shirts. Yeah. When are we going to cast it out? At what point are we going to stop these games we are playing? Or go and see a counselor and come, let me do this. Or do this. We have to stand and say, I cast this evil spirit bothering you in the name of Jesus. At what point are we going to start playing games? Yeah. At what time are we going to start playing games in, in churches today? When are we going to start playing games? We see problems festering. Nothing getting better. And we are just doing palliative pastoral care. Palliative pastoral care. PPC. Just nursing the problem just you know tossing it around 
when are we going to kneel on our side and say that Akidela, let's pray let's go on our knees let's cast this demon out vicky let's pray Antinomi, let's pray pastor Steve, let's pray let's cast this demon this is spiritual at what point are we going to be cute and not surround our children with prayer what we see demons attacking them in their schools with demonic things demonic things demonic doctrines anti-god sentiments we have to rise up and cast spirits out and say get out of here you devil you evil spirits can't you see the devil has had a field day with your life enjoying your life because of cute christianity sanitary christianity modern christianity sanitary christianity work christianity entertainment christianity brand-based christianity wall street based christianity branded christian marketing christianity why don't we also have holy ghost christianity in our churches oh put your hands together for the lord i'm preaching somebody yeah we are tired of the cute life we are tired of the cute life why don't we bring the holy spirit back into his church again and cast out devils what makes we think that the holy spirit is not cute what makes you think he's not cute he's cute He's cute. He's more than cute. And the devil is just having a good day. Enjoying life. It's like a snake in your garden. Have given death. Enjoying. Building some visions in your backyard. And just and you can't get it up because I don't know But take a cutlass and say, well, where is it? Where is it? out of here recently i saw some two creatures in my balcony which is fenced first of all how did you get here i couldn't find how they got there maybe i opened the door for a second or so i wasn't cute because when i got before i knew they has gone under something and i have a trap with peanut butter on it. But it's not peanut butter, it's glue. <laughs> and I laid out there. Within one minute, it came out and, and got stuck, and I took it out. And before another one also came, I said, How did you also get here? And I, African, I said, I took my slippers. <laughs> because that is our first line of defense. <laughs> Africans, our first line of defense is our slippers. <laughs> ah, you say, ah, okay, uh huh. Took our sleep. The closest weapon. I say, out of here. That is how you must treat creatures that get into your house and say, out of here, 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 out of my life, out of my finances, out of my married life, out of my wife's life out of my children's life, out of my married life, out of my womb, out of my brain, out of my body. Satan, I bind you. Satan, I cast you out. Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord. Woo. Amen. You may be seated. I'm blessed. I'm going to cast demons going forward. 
Now, I'm not going to joke with this thing. I'm not going to joke with it. Because Jesus, for 25 times, was casting out devils. Hallelujah. The Bible says that as soon as Zion traveled, she brought forth her children. Isaiah 66, verse 8. As you pray, you'll be able to give birth to new dimensions in your life. Everybody say new dimensions. New dimensions. Say deeper seats and higher heights. Say there are deeper seats and higher heights. I shouldn't be on this level. I should go deeper and I should go higher this year. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I had a story of a man of God who used to pray. Pray a lot as he was praying the Holy Spirit. He saw himself just drawing circles. And he said that Holy Spirit told him, that is your life. You are going around in circles. But it's time to leave churches and go on radio and go and have crusades. Because you are just fishing in your own bathtub. Time to go to the next dimension. I will say new dimension. Your life is not where it's supposed to be. There are faces. Jesus had faces in his ministry. You also have faces. Are you with me, church? There are faces. And prayer allows you to launch into the next phase. Amen. What did I say? Prayer allows you. So you must always pray for God's will to be done in your life. Do you understand? Because God's will is progressive. He takes you from one level to the other. From Egypt through the promised land, through the Red Sea, to different cities, to the different town, the next town, all the way to Canaan. Do you get it? You must walk with the expectation that your life will progress. I was sharing with, I was in one of the prayer meetings saying that God does not give us instruction to go backwards. He always wants us to go forward. Forward in st statements and forward instructions. Do you, do you get it? So you must also believe that God wants to move you forward. He told the Israelites, you've been on this mountain for too long. You've been on this mountain for too long. This thing has been the same for too long. I want you to move forward. <clears throat> there are different dimensions. Do you understand? Life, listen, when, like, let, me, let me take myself as an example. I'm not like I'm a, any good example, but it's a close example. I was, we were in Atlanta. Do, do you get it? And then we went to Hawaii. We were in New York, and now we are here. So you could see that there are faces. If you look at Bishop Dark's life, you could see faces of the ministry. Faces when he was a pastor and teacher. Faces when he was an apostle. To the current face he's in now, evangelist. Do, do you get it? So you could see that there are faces also too. Go to First Corinthians two ten. May give me the uh, maybe the NASB if you have that. All the way to fourteen. First Corinthians two ten. If you are there, say Amen. Okay. Do we have the scripture? 
First Corinthians 2 Corinthians 2.10, it says that for to us, so this is Paul speaking, right? He was referring to himself. God revealed his truth, that is them, through the Spirit. Do you see? For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. Wow. God has depths for you to explore. Do you know soup has depths? And sometimes the best meat goes to the bottom. You get it? <laughs> for who among men, hallelujah, knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Aaron Steve, think of a number, four numbers in your mind. Not your bank account number. Just, just pick. Have you finished? Have you? Okay. He has picked a number. The number is within him. But I don't know the number. Do you understand? Now I'm going to guess. 7211. 2142. 0014. 3142. 3142. The number. So, but what is the number you guess? Rev, Look at that. I would never have thought 1818. Do you understand? So God also has plans about your life. 1818. Do you get it? But it takes you to connect with the Spirit of God to know the plan of God for your life. Do, do, do you get it? So he says that no one knows. Okay, verse 12. Now, Paul is saying that we, he, Paul, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so we may know the things freely given to us by God. Whose things we also speak, not in words, taught by what? Human wisdom. So you could see that human wisdom was not allowing me to decode the number he had chosen. I was using human wisdom and guesswork. And that is how we go about with our lives. Human wisdom and guesswork. Meanwhile, the spirit of God has a number that I am just guessing. Human wisdom, just decoding. But in those taught, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with what? Spiritual words. Verse 14. But a natural man, a natural man, does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them. Because they are spiritually appraised. The plan for your life is spiritually appraised. It cannot be revealed through the halls of Harvard University. It cannot be revealed through the colleges of UCF. The Bible said they are spiritually appraised. God has to download his plan for your life through his Holy Ghost. And you have to connect to the Holy Spirit to know his plans and his purpose for your life. That's why prayer is a key to reveal God's will, God's agenda, God's plan for your life. For God to tell you that, look, this job or this as a nurse you are doing, it's just to put body and soul together. But I have a better plan for you. You are just doing the job of a nurse, but you are not a nurse. Yeah, he says, I have. That's why you, see, you shouldn't measure your life by your career. Because you are not your career. Neither is your career you. 
you are home, we just carry you along so that you can eat and drink. It's a carrier. <laughs> Your job is, it's like when, when you are driving from Brooksville to church, you need a carrier. And that carrier is a car. So your job is also a car that you are riding in. It's not you. To just provide you with food, bread, and water. But God has a better plan, a higher plan. Some of you will be surprised that you're going to be a bishop of a church one day. You are so, you'll be surprised that you're going to be a missionary. You wonder, oh, I was in Tampa just doing any minor jobs. I didn't know this was God's plan for my life. He says that they are spiritually what? Appraised. Do you have another version? M maybe Message Bible, the, the uh, watered down version for us. It's rather paraphrased. Listen on. The unspiritual self, just artists by nature, can't receive the gifts of God. There's no capacity for them. They seem like so much silliness. Spirit can only can be known only by spirit. God's spirit and our spirit in open communion. Wow. I like that. God's spirit and our spirit. When your spirit connects with the spirit of God through prayer, that's what happens. Spiritually alive, we have access to everything God's spirit is doing and can't be judged by unspiritual critics. Isaiah's question, is there anyone around who knows God's spirit? Anyone who knows what he's doing has been answered. Christ knows, and we have the Spirit of Christ. Go to verse 10. Verse 10. The Spirit, not content to flit around on the surface, dives into the depths of God and brings out what God planned all along. Oh, God has a plan for your life. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you are not an accident waiting to happen. God has a beautiful plan for your life. Hallelujah. Wow. Whoever knows what you are thinking and planning except you yourself. The same with God, except that he not only knows what he's thinking, but he lets us in on it. So Paul was saying that the revelation and truth is has, he has is not a natural thing. God kind of brought him into the inner circle to reveal it to him. God offers a full report on the gifts of life and salvation that he's given us. We don't have to rely on the world's guesses and opinions. We don't rely on the world's guesses and opinions. Look, 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 look at the way I was guessing. I was guessing. I, my whole life I was guessing who I'm supposed to be. Meanwhile, the moment I asked him, he just revealed it. Why do I go about guessing what I'm supposed to be in life? I am this, I am that, I am this, I am this, I am this. But it says when you ask me, 18, 18 is the number. Just ask me. Reveal his plan. Do you see? We don't have to rely on the world's what? Guesses and opinions. People have opinions about you. What you are supposed to be. What you can do. What you cannot do who you are supposed to become, who you are not supposed to become. But remember, 18, 18. He says that we didn't learn this by reading books or going to school. I think I can close the meeting at this point. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> we didn't learn this. I didn't write the book of Corinthians or Romans or 
uh, Titus or these things by going to school or by reading books. And he was a learned man. He, 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 the Bible says, he, 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 I was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He's like the class prefect of Pharisees. The best of the best. He says, I studied under Gamaliel. Gamaliel's school was like the Harvard of, of Mosaic law. I mean, if you say that you were in Gamaliel synagogue, you are, you are, you are proved that I went to Gamaliel. I studied with, he said, when it comes, he says, I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews. Said, I'm not just a Hebrew, but when we come to real Hebrews, I'm a Hebrew. When I'm talking about Hebrews, I'm a Hebrew. He says, concerning the law, faultless. All the 800 laws of Moses, I obey them. But when the plan of God came, I didn't realize. He says, I, I said, all these things were junk. I count them as dunk. Do you understand? For the excellency of knowing Christ, my Lord. He says that it didn't come through reading books or going through school. We learned it from God. Who taught us person to person through Jesus. What I'm preaching to you, the Lord also taught me person to person. I didn't even plan what I'm about to preach to you today. Do you get it? Through Jesus. And what I am passing it on to you in the same first hand personal way. Do, do you get it? So it's time we hook up to God. Amen. For God to hook up to us. That he can download his plan, his purposes, and plans for our lives. Because the spirit is saying that I'm not done with you yet. This is just the beginning. There are more places to go to. There are more things to do for me. You haven't even started. I have more work to do. I have more souls to bring into the kingdom. It's not done yet. We are not done. We are not done. There's no time for us to stop and say, I am tired. No. I have deeper depths, more things, new dimensions, new places to take you on. When you think you are done, that's rather the beginning of things to come, people. Hallelujah. So I came to encourage you this morning that transform your life through prayer. That's the only hope we have. Because if you think through it, really, many things have disappointed us. Our degrees have disappointed us. Our jobs at Google have disappointed us. Now, America has disappointed us. We now see that America is not what it was said it is. We now know that America is not the best place to live in the world. It is not at all. It is not. We now know America's, the dollar has disappointed you. Our only hope is God. Do you understand? To trust in him and to connect to him. Because, listen, that is your greatest weapon. You know, when Jesus Christ died, the temple was torn into two. And what that means is that now, you and I can go into the Holy of Holies. Access granted. At first, it was just the high priest who could go there once a year. But the table is torn, the, the curtains are torn, and we can go in. Any day, any time, any season, anywhere. Hallelujah. Why don't you be on your feet and just talk to the Lord this morning?
along the three things we prayed pray for his will for your life to be done i don't know what you are beginning what new dimension what new things that you are planning to do this year but pray about it pray them into being maybe some of you you want to start a family you want to transition your children's school you want to start a business you want to go to take you into a new dimension in ministry why don't you talk to the lord talk to the lord maybe there are certain things you stop praying about them why don't you bring them up this morning and be persistent why don't you bind evil spirits in your life bind evil spirits 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 this is not a time to be cute this is a time to confront devils head-on in the name of Jesus Christ oh we thank you Holy Ghost we thank you father that you have a plan for our lives we thank you that you've not left us alone that your spirit reveals the deep things of God I pray that daddy revealed the deep things about my life the deep things you have for me and my family the deep things you have for this church the deep things you have for us as individuals lord i pray that reveal them you've shown us that lord you are not done with us you are not done with us lord you want to take us on to higher heights and and deeper depths oh god we ask oh father that your will your purpose and plans will be done in the name of jesus christ i pray oh god that reveal your plan many of us have lost hope lord we ask ourselves what am i on this earth to do yes lord there is the answer the answer is in your holy spirit the answer is in you yourself for you yourself know what you have planned for us we were didn't make ourselves you made us lord we are the sheep of your pasture and we pray that we are the, your people lord show us oh lord the volume of books which you have about us even before we were born before we were born you had a plan for us we pray that that plan will come to be that plan will come into fruition lord may we enter higher heights and deeper depths lord in the name of jesus christ we thank you we give you praise and glory this morning in jesus name and the people of god said amen oh and people of god said amen, amen. put your hands together for jesus for a beautiful morning hallelujah wonderful are you blessed